All right, welcome back, you guys. So we do have a special guest here today, but before we introduce her, I wanted to remind everyone of our giveaway that has officially started. So you will listen to this episode, and at some point throughout the episode, we will announce the first word of our giveaway phrase. So you will listen to this episode up until episode 14, and each week we will have a new word to add to our phrase. So just listen out. We'll make sure to announce it and let you know to write the word down and, you know, keep it in your phone, keep it down somewhere so that you can keep track and enter to win our $75 gift card. So let's introduce our guest. Today we have Kiana on. Kiana, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you guys so much for having me on. It's so fun to be here. Um, but I am a certified yoga teacher and also meditation and mindfulness coach. And I just absolutely love helping people learn how to be more present and find more joy in their day. And you also have a book, correct? Yes, yes. So I have a website called thenowandhere.com and on there I have like blog posts on mindfulness, but then I also created this workbook and it basically is kind of like a planner and check-in for you to incorporate mindfulness very easily into your day. Um, and I call it a mindset reset because it's a four-week thing that's just like five minutes a day that uh, lets you set some intentions um, and really move into your day and end your day mindfully. Oh. I actually bought this book and it is just, it is so well thought out. I know Kiana's taken a lot of time and energy <laughs> into this. It is really, really worth the try. And um, I think you're going to see a lot of improvement over that course of the month that you're doing those check-ins. Like I am just I am beyond impressed with it. I think it is so, so good. Yeah, we'll make sure to include the link to everything down below. So check that and check out our Instagram post and we'll make sure to leave all of your socials and links to your website and everything so everyone can check you out. Yes, it's so good. So um, Bailey, are you ready to move into hot takes? Yes. Our hot take for this week Um so the last, let's see, it wasn't our last guest, but I think it was the one before we did like a team PETA versus team Gale. So we decided to move that on to the twilight spect spectrum, I think is what I want to call that. Okay. Um, and this one is more controversial and it's kind of weird that like twilight is becoming such a huge thing again. I, I kind of want to like throw that out there too. I'm like, I don't know what is going on, but twilight is becoming a huge thing again. So we're talking about it, but um, obviously team Jacob versus team Edward. Um, I know my thoughts, but I'd like to gather both of your thoughts. So um, I don't know, Kiana, like, what are you thinking? So I am all the way team Jacob, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I've only like watched the first two. So I don't know if I have all the information, but I like that he's like closer to her age. <laughs> um, and I just think they're cute together. So <laughs> where, where are you at on the spoilery spectrum? Are you okay with spoilers? Oh, no? yeah. I'm fine with spoilers. Let me know what happens. <laughs> so Bella becomes pregnant. <laughs> and oh. like after she gets married to Edward, she becomes pregnant. But because it's a vampire and a person, her baby's like half vampire. 
But there's this whole other thing on the werewolf side called imprinting. And um, so imprinting is basically where they like attach to somebody like in a romantic way. And that's the person they want to be with for the rest of their lives. And Jacob imprints on her fetus. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's really out of pocket. I don't know why Stephanie Meyer went in that direction. <laughs> but um, yeah so it's a little weird so so the age gap um in, it's just in a different way with jacob that is so interesting <laughs> here's the thing so her baby because it's a vampire there's like this weird or like half vampire there's this weird like superpower it almost has where it it grows super fast so she has her baby with it in like a couple months and then and then she's like aging super duper quick um, she ages within weeks. So she does oh, wow. eventually become Jacob's age, but probably not for too long. Yeah, because when she get yeah. Yeah, when does that yeah. stop? Hmm. So she goes through life super fast. So like, but it's still weird because she's a child. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I feel like in the in the books, or definitely it's been a while since I read the books, but I just watched the movies a couple months ago. And yeah. they they touched on the idea that imprinting is like, yes, I'm making that connection with you and like it will eventually be romantic. But they try to sell it to us as being okay and not creepy by saying, oh, well, I will be like her friend first when she needs a friend. Like I will essentially be that person in her life to just be there for her in whatever ways that she needs someone. Uh, but it's still weird. <laughs> like. Yeah, he's still waiting for her to, you know, age up. <laughs> so I don't know. Does that like, are you still team Jacob or are you? I'm not trying to persuade you one way or another. I just want to know with that new information. Yeah, you... that is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to think on that one. Yeah, now I'm like in the in between. Yeah. It changed a lot of people's minds, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's what helped justify. And I just found this picture of me in um, in my bedroom in 2009 with an Edward poster in the background. Amazing. Yes. So I, I was team Edward because even though I enjoyed watching Jacob more on screen, I felt like even though he was like oddly possessive like looking back at it really weird relationship dynamic that you pick up like right away even just by watching the first two movies I think you can you can agree that the way that Edward tries to control her is not cool but also I understand why Jacob and Bella had that connection and I'm like, you know what? It makes sense in the end that that's why they were connected and he imprinted on Renesmee in the end. Yeah, so everything's okay. And so that's why I'm like, okay, like at least Edward like genuinely, I guess, loves her for who she is and isn't trying to change her. And I feel like at least his controlling behaviors are because of how much he loves her. So I'm like, you're kind of crazy, but at least like your motives like are tied to love in some way. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm like the weird between with you guys because I, I don't like Edward's controlling manipulative side. I also don't like that Jacob could be considered a pedophile, but I think, okay, I think for Bella, I think Edward works. I think he makes sense, 
but that's also because Bella kind of annoys me. Yeah. But in the books, I was actually always team Jacob, but I think that was more for myself. Oh. I was like, Bella can have Edward. I don't care as long as I get Jacob. I okay, think yeah. I wanted him for me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I think I'd agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that. I'm like in this weird in-between. But so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where our listeners are at on that too, on our Instagram polls. So, oh, yeah. But um, Kiana, I am... I am loving this hot take. Yes. Yes. So this is something I am randomly like really behind, but you don't need to have breakfast food for breakfast is my hot take. Um, It all started this one time when I had like this early morning class. And so I'd run out the door really fast and there was like these canned peaches and I would always grab one. And then one day my mom like switched them out, but I didn't know. And so I grabbed these like can of green beans. And so I'm like sitting in my class eating that. that's all I had for breakfast. Um, and I was like, what the heck? But it was like good. <laughs> and then like throughout my life, I'd be like, you know, I'm feeling like soup this morning. And then I'd have it. And my parents would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, why are we limiting ourselves to breakfast food? You know? So that's, that's my thoughts. <laughs> you are so unhinged in the best way I <laughs> in there munching on green beans at like eight in the morning that is amazing <laughs> oh I love my breakfast foods though I mean yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to eat for breakfast <laughs> but I nope I can't do it I'm more the opposite where I think that we should eat breakfast foods all day breakfast mm-hmm. lunch dinner I just love my breakfast food I don't think I could eat soup for breakfast <laughs> or green beans, <laughs> but you do you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's more just what sounds good to my stomach. I'm usually not super hungry at all in the mornings, regardless, like doesn't matter for what. And so I think I would have a hard time digesting something like green bean. I That's going to be the example here because <laughs> so on inch but um <laughs> I I don't think green beans are like a roast beef but I I could do I have eaten ice cream for breakfast before oh yeah I've also had like I think I had like a PB&J one time for breakfast and that was okay I think I could handle that um but for the most part I think I I, I side a little more with Haley where I I could eat breakfast any time during the day um but it doesn't mean that i couldn't try some non-breakfast foods um man this is what's great about these is like we can ask other people and see what they're thinking to see if they also agree because you may not be alone yeah that that would be good to know (laughs) find out who my people are (laughs) (laughs) i think it's definitely easier to eat you know, sweeter foods, like Rainy was saying, a PB&J yeah, is very yeah. sweet. I could get away with that. Savory, even though I love breakfast foods, I still can't sit down and eat like a savory breakfast until, you know, like after 9, 10 a.m. Because like you said, like my body yeah. just doesn't like it that early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> a breakfast scramble and like toast or something like that's pretty savory because it's got meat and eggs and bread. So I kind of get it. Like, I've been able to eat pizza before for breakfast, like cold pizza. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm really curious to see what other what 
others have to say about that too. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious what your guys' favorite breakfast foods are then that you would like eat all day. Pancakes. Yep. I'm a big waffles person. So (laughs) I just love, I like chocolate chip pancakes. They're so like, don't they get like, don't you choke them down? No, no. How do you eat pancakes? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just me. (laughs) I saw this meme that was like waffles are pancakes with abs. And I kind of loved that for them. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yes. And you can put the butter in between each bite. And like you could put the chocolate chips in between each bite. And I will fight every person on this. Waffles taste different than pancakes. I don't care that they're made from the same batter. They taste different. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. All about the texture. Maybe it's just a texture. I'm really mm-hmm. shocked by, by what you like, Haley. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, are we ready to do Thriving Not Thriving? Yeah. Um. I, ooh, let's see. I'm going to say I'm thriving now. I was not feeling well earlier, but my coworker just came back from maternity leave. So she is back, my work bestie. I now have, you know, someone that I can go to every day, which is really nice. And she can take care of her kids now. And (laughs) it's kind of helped to lessen my load, which is really nice. So I'm just going to carry that energy into spring break, which is in like four or five weeks. So I'm like, okay, I can make it. Just got to keep going. Going. You've got this. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Rainy? Um, well, uh, I am doing, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, my outside life is a little chaotic right now, so I'm going to say not thriving there. But I'm thriving now, like, in this moment, because I just love having guests on. I think you, it's just so fun. It's so fun having Kiana here oh. and, like, <laughs> getting to talk to Haley every week. Um, it's just, I just look forward to it so much. So I'm very happy in this present moment. <laughs> Um, yeah. Also thriving here with you guys. This is so fun. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I feel like I got caught up on sleep finally. So that's been a good thing. (laughs) That's nice. Yes. (laughs) So good. Well, um, we are going to take a quick break. So everybody hydrate and we will be back in just a few minutes with our questions. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a great break. Um, you may notice that the audio is a little different here. Uh, we were having a lot of technical difficulties with the audio. So I switched over to a different headset and I'm hoping that that will make it all better. So I'm sorry if there were some issues in the first half of the podcast. Um, so what we wanted to do was kind of like what we did with the Nuanced Mormon Um we kind of wanted to be more of an interview format where we ask Kiana to bring some questions that she gets from her followers. Um, so those will be the questions that Haley and I will be asking her today. Um, so the first one is, and all three of these are ones that she gets from a lot of people, by the way. But uh, the first one is, does meditation mean I have to clear my mind of thought? So what are your thoughts on that? Yes. So I wanted to bring this one up because 
a lot of beginning meditators will think this thought. And I thought this thought when I started meditating and then I'd sit down and meditate and have thoughts and be like, oh my gosh, beating myself up. Why are you thinking? <laughs> but your brain is supposed to think it's an awesome tool that, um, has thoughts. And so what meditation is really trying to do is not to erase our mind of all thoughts, but it's this practice to build your capacity and ability to choose where you want to focus your attention and um, what thoughts you want to be focusing on. And so uh, one way you can think of it is if you've ever had like, sometimes I'll teach this in schools, but they'll have like a polar bear on the screen and they'll say okay now that you've seen the polar bear don't think about the polar bear and you like cannot stop thinking about it now that they said not to (laughs) and so I think of that because when we have these thoughts we want to bring a lot of compassion into our meditation two of the most important things we can bring into meditation and mindfulness is curiosity and compassion because what we're practicing is awareness and just seeing what comes up and it can be kind of fun we're just seeing what's there and our thoughts are really not who we are sometimes that can um we can have that misconception that we are thoughts but our thoughts are just a part of living and a part of our brain and so we can use meditation as a way to watch our thoughts and to see what's there, which will allow us to bring more focus and awareness and presence ultimately into our daily life. So you don't need to clear your mind of all thoughts. You're not doing something wrong if you're still thinking that's totally normal in meditation. Oh, that's good to know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool because it's like, I have noticed that when I'm meditating that, um, sometimes I get thoughts that are really helpful. Like I'll get, I'll clear, almost clear my mind of like other thoughts, but then I have one pop in that's like, Hey, that's something I should fix or do better in my life. And so I think that's a really cool way of looking at it. I know, um, in counseling, one of the things we talk about a lot is, uh, centering ourselves in the here and now. And so, you know, not focusing too much on the past or the future, um, anxiety lives in the past and depression or sorry, (laughs) depression lives in the past and anxiety lives in the future. That's what I meant to say. Um, anxiety is all about what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm freaking out. Um, depression is why did I let that happen? Just ruminating that kind of stuff. And so using meditation, we're able to bring ourselves into the present, into the here and now, and it kind of takes us away from those two extremes. Um, so that's, I, I think mindfulness is a wonderful, wonderful practice. I'm going to have to buy your book. (laughs) 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 Excited. Okay. Well, are you ready for question two? Yes. Okay. So for those who find themselves worrying a lot, can meditation and mindfulness help with that? And before you answer, I wanted to announce our giveaway word for this episode. So the first word of our giveaway phrase is season. So pause, find somewhere to write it down, put it in your notes app, keep that in mind. But the giveaway word is season. Yes. Okay. So going back to the question, (laughs) can meditation and mindfulness help with those that worry a lot? 
Yes. So I love answering this because personally, I, um, before meditation, mindfulness, I would worry all the time and just be thinking about these, you know, worst case scenarios, but like 10 options, you know, so I'm, I'm covered. That's me. That's me. (laughs) Yes. So yes, I totally feel you. And the beautiful thing with mindfulness and meditation is that it allows us to come to the present moment, like Rainy was saying, where we're um, moving in from the past and the future and coming into what is. And so um, one common worry is what if, what if this happens or what if that happens? And one thing I like to tell people is instead of asking what if, to ask what is. And mm-hmm. that question, whether it's grounding you physically back into the moment, like what is, okay, there's this table in front of me and like touching that or looking and seeing what colors are there. Um, And that's just kind of bringing you back into your body and out of that energy going on in your head. And the other thing that is nice with that is when you ask what is, you can say, okay, what do I have to work with now? And it can be like a proactive moment. And we can also kind of see, okay, is this worry allowing me to um, be present and to be interacting with my life? Um, And how can I interact more with it instead of being in these worries where um, we don't have anywhere that they can go because we don't know yet how we can solve it. And one of my favorite things here too is I love Harry Potter, big Harry Potter fan. And Hagrid (laughs) will say, there's this one line he says where what's coming will come and we'll meet it when it does. Um, So I love thinking about that quote and just like, okay, when it comes, it comes. Um, And then we can problem solve because our brains are great problem solvers, but we can use that skill when it's, when it's time to use that. Um, But one more thing I'll say with that uh, is a meditation that you can do on your own, but it's one of my favorites. And you just picture the sky in your head and your sky is your awareness and there'll be birds coming through and planes and clouds and different weather rainstorms that come through sky but the sky is always there. Um, And so you can picture your thoughts are the birds and the clouds and the different weather. And it's just normal and natural for them to float through. But sometimes we might grab onto a bird and hold onto it. And um, we can just realize when you're noticing your thoughts and you notice that you maybe grab hold of one, um, you can celebrate that moment as a moment of awareness. So not beating ourselves up that we're Um, following a train of thought, but we can be like, oh, cool. I'm being aware right now and I can let it go back into the sky and see what else is coming through. Um, So that I found has been a helpful practice for when I have lots of worries. Just picture them painting the sky and know that they'll flow through. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I've definitely found myself and, you know, kind of this rut of worrying about specific things And definitely over the past year, I've told myself, okay, like once a month or whenever that thought comes up, like push it back, you know, focus on here and now, and then I will give myself like five minutes to worry about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to let myself think about it. I'm going to work through a couple of the scenarios that I've already worked through in my head. And then, like you said, I'm just going to kind of forget about it and say, you know what? If this ever happens, then I will be able to deal with it and we'll just see. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I love that you give it the time because it sometimes does need just some time to process through and then you can know, okay, now I can let it 
<laughs> now I'm calm. Those are such beautiful ways of like, for both of you of just accepting um, what is and letting it be and then moving forward. I think that's a really important part in any sort of mindfulness practice or um, anxious situation or when you're feeling like overwhelmed um, is to realize that you're not bad for having anxious thoughts. It's not wrong for you to feel stressed or upset. Like I think too often we push down our emotions because we were taught that like, don't cry or don't be mad or, you know, it like, those were just things we were taught as kids. And sometimes we even got in trouble for those things. Um, mm -hmm. when really our emotions are kind of our body's way of releasing stuff that's been pent up. And so by, by looking at it and accepting it and feeling it for what it is, and then finding a way to move forward, I think that is probably the most health or that is the healthiest way to like cope with that. And it's cool that you can incorporate, um, mindfulness or meditation into those practices. Yeah. So that is, that is some really, really great stuff, Kiana. Um, Thank you. did you guys ever read the children's book, Wemberly Worried? Mm -mm. No. Oh, this, do you recognize She's showing that? us a picture of it, by the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you guys have to read it. It's this. It looks great. Yeah. Sweet little. And what is, I don't even know what animal she is. Maybe a mouse, but she just worries about everything. And it's really, it's really sweet, but you see her Aww. really process just that anxiety of going to school and you know, interacting with friends. And I don't know, just a thought I'd put that out there. I didn't know if you guys had read that. that. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Share with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually had one more thought um, off something mm -hmm. you said, Ramey, because um, sure. I love like looking at the emotions and stuff. And just one more practice that um, can be a fun one is when you have like an emotion or feeling, picturing it like a bubble. And so mm -hmm. it's there and it gets bigger and bigger until it eventually pops and dissolves. And so mm -hmm. that can also be a meditation practice. Oh, that's great. And you know, what's nice about this too um, I think sometimes we look at meditation or mindfulness as something that like only adults can do. Uh, I use it a lot in my practice with kids. Like nice. I, I'm using meditations with five and six year olds and we use analogies kind of like not the same one. I've never heard of that one. And I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, but we use analogies like the bubble, um, we use, you know, belly breaths, or we would have them, you know, um, breathe in the smell of cookies and then cool them off, you know, um, some invisible cookies, those kinds of things. And those, those can incorporate some of those deep breathing practices, even for children as young as four or five years old. Um, it's, and they, they like meditations. If you can find short ones, um, I think we underestimate how much kids need those kinds of things too. So, um, that's a really, really great one for any age. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess we can move on to our last question uh, or well, the last question that your listeners brought to you. I actually have another one for you <laughs> that Sounds came good. up, but um, I'll ask this one first and then we'll move forward. Um, 
So this was the last one that you said your, your followers ask you, but how do I incorporate meditation and mindfulness into my daily life? Yes. So to answer this, I like to just talk for a second, a little bit about the difference uh, between meditation and mindfulness, at least how I um, differentiate and uh, different um, coaches that I've trained with, but meditation is more of that kind of sit down practice and you're carving out the time and you're showing up to do this thing that is kind of like an investment. Like when you show up and have that meditation, it's going to flow into the other aspects of your life. And then mindfulness, um, there is this man called John Kabat-Zinn and he's created MBSR, which is mindfulness-based stress reduction. Um, and he defines it as, oh, mindfulness is awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present, non-judgmentally. Um, and this is something that you can take part in whenever you can pay attention whenever you would like throughout the day. Um, and so the meditation is helping with that mindfulness because you're developing these capacities of focusing that then allow you as you move throughout your day um, to bring your attention and pay attention to what is happening in the, in the now and here. And so to incorporate that into your day with a meditation practice, I, I definitely think everyone should have one if they can. <laughs> um, but what it can look like is different for lots of people, but I would recommend either a time in the morning close to when you wake up. Um, and that can kind of be a chance to center and ground as you head into your day, or you might choose to do it in the evening. If maybe you have some trouble falling asleep or just want to kind of wind down um, and let go, that's a good time to do it as you can kind of practice with both and see which one um, you like best, but you might do like five minutes the first day. If you've never meditated, you could even do two minutes. Um, start with what works for you. Find a comfortable seat. You could do a guided meditation on like the Calm app, or there's a free app called Insight Timer, and they have tons of um, meditations, but I'd also recommend just sitting in silence and doing one of those things we talked about with like watching your thoughts across the sky or even just watching your breath and seeing it, how it feels going in and out of you, because in those situations, you're practicing focus. Um, and that will lead you into that meditative experience. And, um, and then as you do that, maybe the first day you sit for three minutes and then four, and then kind of build up, um, a lot of people recommend like 20, 30 minutes is when you're going to get the most benefits because you'll get way into it. But if that number seems so high, it's definitely better to like do something and just build up and just see how it goes and just bring so much curiosity and compassion with yourself um, as you are going through that process. And then mindfulness, incorporating that in your daily life um, can look like many ways. Um, with this book, I do, there's specific intention setting and gratitude and um, writing down like something you want to pay attention to. So you have that like, okay, I really, you know, want to be present with this friend or whatever. And so you come into that um, already with that intention, but it could also look like maybe you set an alarm on your phone for a random time of day. And then when it goes off, it's your reminder to just check in with your body and see what is my breathing like right now or what emotion am I feeling right now or 
what colors am I seeing? Um, and I call those just a dropping in. So you kind of have these drop-in points throughout your day where you're practicing building that awareness. Um, but it can also look like, you know, um, breathing, I mentioned before, but that breath is such a beautiful way to come back into your body and come back into, you know, this life that we're experiencing right now. Um, and just practicing cultivating that joy and compassionate awareness of what is in front of you without judging. So those are some thoughts I have on that. Oh, and that's definitely something that we can all benefit from. Everyone needs <laughs> yeah. a little more mindfulness. <laughs> For real. Oh. I think, man, you just have such a beautiful way of articulating all of this. I yeah. I don't know about you, Haley. I am like calm. Right. You just like... <laughs> I am sitting here. I'm like, I could just sit and listen to Kiana. I can, I need to go to a spa and just have you talk to me for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so relaxed. Should I record audiobooks? Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. For real. You were so, so incredible. I, um, you know, and I think this is a really important question that was asked too, was just the fact that like, I think some people feel like they can't incorporate meditation and mindfulness into their daily life. Either they're really stressed mm. or they've got a lot going on, or even in cases like me where um, it can be really hard to focus because I have ADHD. So right. like it can be really, really hard, but I can, I'm like here to testify. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's awesome. And if I can do it where I can't hold a thought for longer than three minutes, anybody can because <laughs> it's not about trying to remove those thoughts or whatever it's just about recentering them and actually it can be really really helpful for people who have a ton of thoughts on their mind for whatever reason um mm -hmm. it can kind of categorize them and bring them down to a more stable level so um this it's just it is such a wonderful practice and yeah. I think Kiana is absolutely right um she's she's right on the nose. So, um, <laughs> my last question for you before we wrap up, um, it's kind of a two-parter, but I'm, I personally am just super curious how you got interested in mindfulness and meditation. And then I guess like, what are some of the benefits or improvements that you've seen by using it in your own personal life? Yes, definitely. I love that question. Um, so how I got started, was, I guess it's kind of been a journey, a couple year journey. But um, when I was in high school, I just was such in my thoughts. And I would just find myself, you know, going to these different events or being with friends or family and just not being there because I was just so in my head about things. And I just really wanted to um, be present for my life. And um, I came across this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And I've actually never read the whole thing, which is kind of yeah. funny since it influenced me. But I read this one section and it talked about how you're not your thoughts and like getting to know the person um, beneath their thoughts. Like you're just this incredible being. And um, and I was like, what? Like, because I kind of had like this pride with my thinking, like, oh, it's such a, you know, it's me. 
Um, and so that idea just kind of stuck with me and I kept thinking about it. And then when I went to college, um, actually me and Rainey's friend, Jesus, uh, we went to a yoga class together and it was so fun. And I was like, wow, this is just really great for, um, just my body and my mind as I was going through the first semesters of college. And then my second semester, I had this just wild semester where it was like, just like pneumonia and then like stress of perfectionism and this bad relationship and just all this stuff. And it just kind of compounded and I started having lots of panic attacks and just didn't know what was going on and, and what to do. And so part of that journey for me in the next steps was um, I would just do three things every day um, as I was in kind of a healing stage and it was doing yoga and then a spiritual practice and then connecting with one person and I just kept it really simple and would do that and um, and then I started learning more about yoga and mindfulness and I ended up taking a course and getting a certification through it. Um, but really that meditation and mindfulness through my yoga certification was really the thing I kept coming back to because it was just so powerful for me in my life of learning how to be still and to listen and to um, experience myself and um, really live in a way where I could be present and find just these daily joy and little gems in the day at any point um, by remaining present. And I will say like, it's, it's a lifelong journey. I'm still, I totally still worry and these other things, but, um, but I'm curious now and I'm compassionate now. And so when I'm heading into those, it can be a moment of awareness and of learning new things and connecting with people in new ways. Um, and so I think what it's really helped me with is being present, also being compassionate with my thoughts and um, and having this excitement in growth and in being where I'm at, um, and also focus, um, as I've, I'm doing this other certification right now. And so we do 30 minutes every, every day. And it's just been incredible how my focus has just gone up. So wow. there's, yeah, lots of different benefits and it's fun for every person because there might be different things that stand out, you know, depending on what your situation is and what your pain points are. But um, I definitely think it, it is a journey worth taking. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so excited to go back and listen to the episode because I have just been, you know, fully enthralled, but also like <sighs> not taking everything in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to go back and look through the resources that you used. And I'm really excited to even see how I can incorporate that in my classroom. Because mm -hmm. like Rainey said, I've, you know, I work with our school counselor and she has incorporated, you know, a lot of similar vocabulary or strategies, but like really, you know, making an effort, I think will help. I love that. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing to see the difference that it makes in people's lives. Like you might hear it and think it's like hippy dippy or whatever, <laughs> but like it really, it can just change somebody's life completely by bringing more gratitude, um, more awareness, like you said, into your present moment. 
Um, it just, it makes you just appreciate life. I think a little more and see life from a different lens. Um, I, I am a firm believer that everything carries an energy. Uh, maybe not everybody believes that, but I do. I think every, everything, every person carries energies. It's like, why, when, um, somebody's fighting or whatever, you could walk into the room and say, you could cut the tension with a knife. Like people can just feel it you know? Um, and so I just, I feel that from you, Kiana, just that very, like, I don't even think it's just the way you're talking. It's just your presence alone has this just very calm and connected energy. Um, you were just so much fun to be around and so kind. And like, I, I wish to strive more to have that kind of energy with me too. Um, because you can feel it. Like I can just see the difference, which is why I wanted to ask if you see it too, because I can just see the difference between, um, between you, even from like a couple of years ago when we met, like you were still just so, so kind and so fun, but like now there's like just this calm energy on top of that, which I, I just love. So thank you so much. That means so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, this has just been a really great episode that I think everyone can benefit from. Um, we will make sure to link all the resources that you've mentioned uh link link your socials again your website anywhere and everywhere that we can find you um but yeah thank you so much for coming on we thank really you guys so it. much this is so fun <laughs> <laughs> yes all right well on that note we will talk to you guys next week we also have another special guest for a special little Valentine's episode. <laughs> it's a great guest. I think you will all be so excited. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so good. <laughs> all right. Happy hashtag not thriving Thursday. Yes. Yes. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.